What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show for you guys today. We'll be talking about the return of DC Fandom this fall. That event last year, the virtual event, really um, really kind of just took the took the internet by storm with some of the major announcements coming from Warner Media. There was word that they would probably do this again. Now we got the official word on Wednesday that this indeed is going to happen, so we'll give you guys our thoughts on that. Also, a kind of a juicy rumor going down about the potential for Norman Osborn to be part of a, a, a Marvel Sony sharing deal. In fact, the rumor is that the deal's already been been struck, and there are actually details about how the MCU plans to, or Marvel Studios plans to use Norman Osborn within the MCU, given the parameters of the deal. So I think they're very fascinating. I'm very uh, curious to see what my guys got to say about it. Captain America Four is in the works. If you guys watch our Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, reviews which we do on YouTube uh, shout out to all the people who watched it uh, I think we got some really great viewing over the last uh, six weeks um, we talked a little bit about it on there but we were focused more on the episode here we will talk just more in depth on just Cap 4 being a thing of course starring Anthony Mackie the new Captain America which Marvel Studios announced after uh, the, the airing of the season finale so it's not like it's really a spoiler because his picture and poster has been everywhere on the internet because they're, they're moving forward with Anthony Mackie as a new Cap uh, as Sam Wilson. So we'll talk about that. And uh, a, a new Batman-centric casting in Titans Season 3. I think we all agree Titans is among the more ambitious shows when it comes to uh, uh, universe-expanding or world-expanding cameos and appearances. Another pretty big one is happening in Season 3, and uh, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. So uh, a lot to talk about, no show recap today, so this will be all news, all fun, all brotherly love. And joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I am, of course, glad to be on the show with you guys, as always. Um, uh, so, Norman Osborn, I mean, that's pretty interesting, right? I mean, uh, we don't yeah. know if, uh, you know, of course, everyone... Well, I don't know about everyone. I can't speak for everyone, but I'm sure a lot of people would be uh, banging the Willem Dafoe drum, uh, trying to trying to see if we can get a uh, Volko. See, see if we can get Volko, uh, <laughs> Volko back, uh, uh, back as Green Goblin. Um, no, they'd have to upgrade his suit. I don't know. If, I don't know if they they can put that suit back on, but <laughs> but but yeah, that's pretty exciting. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, uh, and uh, Fandom because Fandom was, I think I think Fandom was really cool last year, so I'm looking forward to that this year. All right, and Kendall joins us on the pod as well. Kendall, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about all the topics, but what I do want to mention is I want to give a shout out to a uh, a future Marvel Studios director, Chloe Zhao, won the oh, Academy Award yeah. Best Director this weekend. Uh yes, congratulations. Yeah, if I if it was, this was on a if this was on our video, I would have had our sound our sound effect with it. Applause. <laughs> I don't have it on me, but pretend that there's applause in the background. <laughs> she uh obviously for her movie Nomadland, um you know that was uh, a movie that won multiple Academy Awards this weekend, I believe. But um you know obviously there's been the there's been the talk now about you know Eternals and. How good will that movie be? Apparently, she actually uh, was first 
she approached Marvel and they first talked to her about doing Black Widow. Um, and then, which that would have been good, but I think that Eternals probably even an even better kind of bigger project for her to do a little bit more of an open canvas than dealing with a, a Black Widow movie where it's like, all right, it's period, you know, very tight in terms of what you can do in that movie. This, I feel like Eternals is going to be a, 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 a world that we haven't explored yet. Something that I think will be uh, very, very interesting to see. This only adds, um, this only adds more excitement to that movie and more hype. Um, you know, I'm surprised we haven't gotten any any more promotional material based off of that. But based off of this Oscar win, but I'm sure we will uh, in the coming months uh, very soon. So yeah, shout out to Chloe Zhao. Um, and now I'm more excited for the Eternals. And yes. no. Maybe the Eternals. I mean, I don't want to, you know, get ahead of myself with the way they were yeah. talking about it. Like, maybe that'll be a movie that is also nominated for. Well, well I was gonna say, like, you know, and shout out to Chloe Zhao. Congrats on <laughs> wow. the, on the big win. But I was gonna say, I feel like there was stories out that you know, Marvel and Disney was kind of already kind of eyeing. Yeah, Eternals we were talking about for that. potential award season love. Like that was yeah. a thing, and and. Considering I did not get to see uh, Zhao's uh, movie that No Man Nomadland, but um, but now it kind of maybe makes a little more sense as to why that is. Maybe they feel like um, obviously she's a super talented director and filmmaker, given she's already won an Oscar, but also that this is someone now with some name credibility as well behind them, an Oscar-winning <laughs> director is leading this film. Uh, might be the only. Might be the only. Oscar-winning director to do anything for Marvel. Now that I think about it, right? Um, good almost, cer- almost certainly. Like, uh, I mean, I, I, so, uh, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, somebody can do the research, but I'm almost certain because uh, Josh Whedon didn't win no Grammy or uh, Oscar. Uh, the Russos haven't. Yeah, um, it's very. I don't think I don't think Favreau's won an Oscar. He. he he might be an interesting one, but I don't think he's won an Oscar. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Chloe Zhao has got to be got to be pretty hot up there, I would think. So that that that's a that's you know that's you know an exciting uh, proposition for Marvel. And that's why they're really looking forward to seeing what she could do with the Eternals, hoping that maybe they will get that award season love when the time comes. So yeah, I, I shout out to her. That is going to be a fascinating project to uh, continue on. I was actually thinking today when I was. Funny you mentioned Chloe because I was actually thinking about Chloe today, and I was like, "Man, it would be a good time to drop an Eternals trailer like now." Like I don't know, I know they just technically did one with you know Shang Chi, so they probably want to wait a little while before they drop another one. But again, Eternals is a movie you supposed to have been seen. It's crazy to me we've seen zero, nothing, nada. Like you know, yeah. Black Widow is a movie we we have been seen, but like. They were they released a lot of stuff like we saw a lot of trailers. We've even seen too many trailers at this point. Eternals was supposed to come out just months after that, and we've seen zero. Like that's kind of wild to me. Anybody surprised by that? I am at this point. But we had, no, not necessarily. Only because I mean, look, the nature of the pandemic. You know, they it happened at a time in where in which they were they hadn't shown anything yet, and once everything got pushed back, then they just they everything went dark essentially. Um... And then they, they decided to shift the schedule to where now Shang-Chi is coming out before Eternals. Um, so that's why that's why we haven't seen anything from Eternals yet, uh, besides concept art. But um, 
I would imagine we'd be getting something in the next two months. Um, I would say I wouldn't be surprised at something attached to Black Widow or something after Black Widow. Not because once you get into the lead up of Shang Chi, then you'll be wanting to start the promotion for Eternals because they're all going to be kind of bunched together. Like it's not going to be a whole lot of time. Venom, we might be getting something soon from. Uh, there's a tweet today from Grace Randolph that said that she thinks that, or she's heard that a Spider-Man trailer is coming in June or July. So, um, you know, I think we're going to start to get the ramp up for those for those properties coming soon. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that. I just think, I guess, you know, we've seen, you know, the Fast and Furious trailer. We've seen, <laughs> you know, so many movies that are not even coming out this year. Better Batman has done the trailer. Like they, we've seen nothing for Eternals. That like zero again. I keep saying that. Like not always oh, a little teaser, or they did a little thirty second spot. Like we've seen zero. We only seen like uh, like designs of some characters. So it's weird. It's weird to me. That's that's all I can say, Sham. Is that it's weird to me, um, and I just feel like there's a, there's no reason why they couldn't at least done something to get the hype up. Like I don't think a lot of people know this movie's happening, which is a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I hear you. I mean, I I I think, like Kendall said, with the pandemic and everything. I mean, I I think the promotion is definitely going to ramp up, particularly when Black Widow has been out. Yeah. Uh, you know, people have seen it. At that point, they're looking for Shang Chi. They're looking for Spider Man, and then, you know, Eternals is kind of the next one coming up. So I feel like we're going to see a lot more later on this year. But um, but yeah, right now, I I think the focus is is just on getting people outside and going to the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, to be completely honest, so I I think that's that's really where they're at, and I think they kind of want to feel, try want to try to get a feel for what the landscape is going to be. Um, but I, I think I think it's going to be much better. But mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to try to do. Yeah, I I can see that for sure. And um, I do want to you know start the show though talking about DC fandom. So this was a, a again a, a huge huge success last year. Um, they generated over twenty two million views um, across twenty two hundred and twenty territories. It was a twenty four hour campaign, and uh, it was great. Again, uh, some of these things they put together. They're talking about one hundred fifty views for the short periods of stuff for the Batman and for Zack Snyder Justice League. So. This was obviously a big deal, and they're going to re-up and do it again this year. There's not going to be... There, I think there isn't there... There isn't a, a San Diego Comic-Con this year, right? Or are they doing it very, like, amended? It's very weird, I think. Uh, it's in November. It's in November. So they yeah, moved they, moved it, they moved it back. So there is a Comic-Con, but I, I assume this is not going to be what we expect San Diego Comic-Con to be. I know uh, New York City Comic-Con is also... Uh, I know New York City Comic Con is also still happening, but again, not expected to be the same thing. So they're deciding to do the same thing where they're going to, I guess, have a, a massive rollout. You know, I think it's probably safe to say we'll be seeing stuff from the Batman. Um, we'll probably be seeing stuff from the Flash. And I think even Shazam and, and, and Black Adam, who I think Black Adam had a, had a, they definitely had a panel, but I don't think they, um, had, they didn't have any footage, obviously. They weren't shooting anything. Uh, those will be more prominent. And then it will be also be an opportunity for DC to announce any other projects that will be happening. Sham, do you think that this is the right move to go about doing it this way by putting out 
uh, another DC fandom event? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the, I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, Reed Pop and the some of the com- the companies that run the the too thrilled about it, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which is understandable. All the, and, and all that is understandable. Like I understand the theater companies being upset. I mean, I understand because they're trying to they're trying to make a living, right? This is what they do. Right. They usually, you know, this is this is what they do. It's literally what they do for their lives. So, um, so you know, I mean, I understand it, but it makes sense for DC and it makes sense for the public. So I, th- I think it's the right move. So I, I, I and, it, and it was a success last year. I think if it was not a success, then I'd be like, okay, you know, maybe they should, you know, just, you know, have the cons and, you know, make whatever adjustments you have to make would reduce capacity and all that. And maybe do, maybe have more of the stuff available via stream to people at home or, you know, whatever. But um, but no, they're just doing Fandom again. I think this is the right decision. Fandom last year was very fun. It was kind of a bright spot, honestly, with a very a lot of very dark stuff going on going on in the world. Um, it was a it was a pretty bright spot. Nice. So it was pretty cool to see all this new content, all this stuff, uh, all these exciting announcements and interviews, and 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 they were actually engaging. It was it was handled much better than the. The uh, Comic Con at home, the several Comic Cons at home yeah. that they had, Fandom was was handled much better than those. So, okay. mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I think this is a, a wonderful decision. Um, and uh, even if it's something they only do for another year, even if it's okay right. this year, but then next year everything's just back at the cons. You know, I I think it's, I mean, I I, I think they're doing a doing a great job, and I'll look forward to the next one. And Kendall, I think, as Shamari said, I think we all agree that this was a huge success, this this project. What do you think has to be accomplished this year in order to make it back-to-back success? Because now you kind of set a precedent. You know, what do you need to see from DC in this next uh, fandom event for you to be like, this was worthwhile? Um, I feel like DC, like you mentioned, they, I mean, look, another Batman trailer seems likely. Um, you know, I mean, at that point, the movie will be uh, not too far into the distant future. At that point, um, so you'll you'll have all the footage, and you'll a lot of it will be all the a lot of the post production stuff may or may not be done, but it'll be enough to where you can cut a full trailer. It's not much of a teaser. Um, I feel like Black Adam is obviously another one. I think that's going to be the big, the big thing. You know, you can argue Flash will also be big, with Michael Keaton's Batman being a part of it. I don't know if they're going to have enough to show a trailer, or at least a, like a anything more than a teaser. Um, I feel like Black Adam they may have enough to show a, a bigger trailer um, by then. But uh, and plus you have the rocks. So even if you don't show, even if it's not a full trailer like you know if it, <laughs> anything with the rock if playing the superhero like that's going to be you're seeing um, the rock as black adam yeah that's, that's gonna be it. enough to break the internet. that's all you need yeah um and like in terms of the expectations like last year's fandom didn't know what to expect they were hyping it through the roof and it was great um this year's 
I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, DC fans. I don't. I'm not really. I'm because I don't consider myself, you know, a quote unquote DC fan or a Snyder fan or what. You know, you're, I mean, you have a lot of Snyder fans that are already like they don't restore the yeah. Snyder. It's a bust. So like, I you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what they want to see, and maybe you can get out of those people. But just like the guy who really is excited about DC and really excited about Black Adam and the Batman and all those movies, like. I, even then, I don't like what I want to see. I'm, I'd be fine with just a Black Adam, a little bit of the Flash, more more of the Batman, and maybe a couple of announcements like Aquaman two, uh, title of Aquaman two, uh, Wonder Woman three, uh, title things of that nature. Um, but I don't know. Like you know, it, that may not be as big quote unquote as last year, last year's fandom, but um, that would satisfy me. In terms of what would satisfy the general public, I, that's a tougher question because it, it, it's such a volatile fan base. You well, know, yeah. And, how, how are you going to, you know, what's going to satisfy Star Wars fans at Celebration? I mean, you know, there's certain things I know would. Like, I know restoring the Snyderverse would, would 100% satisfy the DC fan base, but that's not realistic. And, like, you know, other than that, a lot of it, it goes up in the it's up in the air. Yeah, I mean, I think that to me, the the Snyder fans and, and the restored Snyderverse movement, which is a thing. I mean, just, you can't ignore it. Like if you follow this stuff, you can't be like, oh, it's not. They're just a little, you know, a little group of people. They're enough. They're enough of people. And you know, right now, Zack Snyder is the is the most, as we say in wrestling, the most over person linked to anything involving. DC and Warner Brothers right now in regards to the superhero stuff. Oh, more over than Patty Jenkins, more over than Gal Gadot, more over than Matt Reeves because we haven't seen a movie, more over than Robert Pattinson. The guy who gets the most buzz, who gets the most talked about, the guy who gets the most heat, the most praise, whatever you want to call it, it's Zack Snyder. So I feel like this is going to be a weird experience because to me it's almost like the elephant in the room. Like last time, Snyder was kind of quote unquote part of the team, even though we know it wasn't as copacetic as maybe it appeared. You know, he was part of the DC fandom event, like he was there. Uh, he had a presentation, so I think there was a lot more kumbaya amongst DC fans in regards to Snyder. Even though we know he's not making at the time that the, the expectation was he wasn't making any future movies, we knew he was at least in the fold. So everybody has something to like. Everything, everybody has something to be happy for. It was all good. Now you're in a situation this year where fans feel a lot different. Um, fans now look at this where Zack Snyder won't be in the fold. He's not going to be heavily featured. He's not going to have a panel. He doesn't have any future projects that we know of. So, and as DC, anybody from D, who works DC can probably tell you, anytime they try to promote anything that's not anything involving Zack Snyder, it's just really sort of Snyder cut. And if it is something from Zack Snyder, they probably still just push, pushing the, 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 the mantra of restore the Snyder cut. So it kind of puts them in a little bit of a no-win situation. I, I like That's why I asked him the question about what do they have to do to kind of please him and then also please the greater fans. I think that they need to have a concrete, clear, robust vision for the future um, rolled out ready for fandom. Last year they, they they I mean they they laid out a lot of projects they it was, it was a great thing, 
But I think that they need to even be more in depth and more clear with what their focus is, what they're moving forward. I think they need to do almost similar to what we saw Marvel do when they came out. Well, those projects last, uh, whenever that Comic Con was, was that night 2019, I guess? Um, when, right. when Faye's like, all right, here's, here's the deal. Here's what we got coming out. Here's how things lay out. Here's how things connect with each other. And this is our big plans. I think DC needs that. I know and they have plenty of project, projects that we know are already guaranteed, but I think the problem is, or at least they've been talked about and we know they're happening, but I guess the problem is when there isn't much detail about like what is the Green Lantern project other than these reports that we keep getting from people that aren't even major trade trying to tell us what it is um, or what the Batgirl project is. We don't know what it is except for uh, Hamada saying it's you know a, a risky project, you know, <laughs> or a static shock. I think they need to... They have the they have the properties. They have the the projects according to these reports. They have the stuff. They need to come yeah. out with a true concrete plan how these things move forward and how they connect. So our fans have something to look forward to beyond Snyder Cut. Those people are going to exist, but you coming out with a real concrete plan and, and 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 a vision for the future. Well, at the very least, the people who like aren't necessarily Snyder zealots, but Really like Zack Snyder's work. Really liked the uh, Justice League movie in which they would restore the Snyderverse, even though they're not like tweeting it a hundred times a day or talking about it every second of the day. Um, these those people, like, you know what? Okay, I would like them to do restore the Snyderverse. I really like what I saw in Justice League, but it looks like DC has a really good head on their shoulders. They got a good plan, so I'm really to ride with them whatever they got because I like this. They can't. I don't. I don't think they could be vague anymore. I think they got to be way more upfront with what they're trying to do. And the fans like it, they like it, they don't, they don't. But I think if they try to play cutesy and not really try to explain how anything ties together or in any future concrete plan, everything's still up in the air by the time we get the fandom, I think that's going to be a mistake. Those Snyder fans are going to be like sharks and they're going to smell blood in the water. And what was a very positive event last year could absolutely turn upside down if, if those fans have their way and they don't do what they're supposed to do in terms of DC. Um... I know, I know Shamari knows video games will be a big aspect of this as well. Gods of Knights. Yeah. Um, it's going to be awkward to be show us, like, it's going to be awkward for this, like, experience, this virtual experience, as they call it, to show, like, stuff that you showed last year. So, so like, they're going to be yeah. showing us Gotham Knights and the Batman, and they might, I mean, I guess they'll show us uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Like, I mean, like, those are, yeah. those were big things last year, but, like, those are, we haven't seen any of those things yet for various reasons. Yeah. So they'll be um, heavily featured again this year. I mean, something that hasn't been announced that could be announced is an Injustice Three. Mm, um, true, you know, and that's something that I think people will kind of be paying attention to leading up to fandoms. What's going on with NetherRealm? There was the rumor this weekend put out by Daniel RPK that they're working on a Marvel game. Uh, some people talking about Marvel versus DC. Would not be announced at a fandom, but <laughs> one can hope anyway that that's the game is happening. Um, but no, I mean we have Blue Beetle. Um, you know, I mean I think about the the the, the slate or the picture that they put out um, around the HBO Max uh, announcement a couple of months ago, where they talked about you static know shock. yeah Static and Peacemaker, yeah uh, um, Zatanna, Batgirl, Green Lantern. You had uh, the DC, the DCPD show, um, like all those things 
I mean, they, I wouldn't say they have logos for it. Some of those logos seem like they're very much uh, a work in progress, <laughs> like the Static Shock one. But uh, they seem to be promoting them as if, like, yeah, this is, these are the stuff that we're actively working on right now. Like, there was no Wonder Woman 3. There was an Aquaman 2, but there was no Wonder Woman 3 on that graphic. Um, even though we had heard that was something they, they were doing after 84, I do wonder if the some of the reaction to 84 uh you know it's maybe made Warner Bros say or maybe we should slow down <laughs> on a Wonder Woman 3 right now but um yeah I feel like those are going to be the properties that uh if we're going to see anything new from or anything like a debut those would be the properties I'd be looking out for a lot of those HBO Max properties mm-hmm. uh but then again October is a long time from now so you know we're only in in April uh you're talking October like there could be stuff that we don't even know about um that could be coming up you know, as uh, it could be starting to get reported by then. You know, and if that's the case, then you know we'll have plenty to talk about. Obviously, up until fandom, you know, with six months, but um, there's going to be plenty of things that I think we don't even know uh, mm-hmm. that's happening at Warner Brothers right now. Yeah, and, Sh- and Shamari, I think the one is one project that I'm actually most excited to hear about and see and see stuff from that we have not mentioned in this conversation is Young Justice because that's. Yeah. That's the that's the the it's their debut on HBO Max. Teen Titans. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, we know they've been working on it. We know that there's a title for the season, but we don't know anything else. It would seem like this would be the right time for them to reveal what's gonna happen with Young Justice, because again, I think it's one of the greatest you know animated. It was one of the great animated shows ever, but definitely on the the top pantheon among the greatest superhero shows ever. So uh, I'm hoping that they, they give John Justice love and give animation love as a whole. I would love to see them expand on that more, you know, because um, yeah. there's a lot they have to offer there. Yeah. I mean, last year they, they had the showing of uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow, I believe was, was the movie. Yes. Yeah, I know they had like a, a showing of that movie during Fandome. Um I'm sure they can highlight some of the other movies. I know there's another movie that recently came out. Like, I don't think it's called Justice Society of America. It's something like that. Yeah, the Justice Society. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's Justice Society. So I have to check that one out. But they, yeah, they can hi- They should highlight their animated project projects as well. I hope they highlight Young Justice. I agree with you, EJ. I mean, Young Justice is fantastic. So hopefully they'll have something to show there. And I think that would be good as well because a lot of people don't know about Young Justice. So I mean, yeah, exactly. When you have a project, or not project, but when you have an event like this that did so well last year, it's going to do just as well, if not better, probably this year. Then, I mean, featuring Young Justice can gain, that could just increase its viewership. And then, you know, you can get a lot of people hooked on it that way. And everything, it's all on HBO Max now. So with streaming nowadays, people can just watch, you just binge it. You just binge the whole series. Uh, so... Uh, so yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Hopefully, they show some Young Justice. I agree with you also, Kendall. Hopefully, they show some gaming as well, um, where it be maybe they'll announce something new. Maybe it'll be Injustice Three. Maybe it'll, and even if some of this stuff is shown at E3 because E3 is coming up this summer, maybe out. they'll show more during Fandom. Maybe we'll get more gameplay or more trailers. Or so, um, so yeah, there's so much they can do. So. It's really the sky really is a limit with with Fandom this year. Yeah, it, there is. Um, they did a great job last year. I'm very um, 
looking forward to see how they put together another event this year. I think the circumstances around everything are different, but it doesn't mean they can't still, still do a, a kick-ass event. Um, let's uh, get to another big story this week, and this was also a story we got Wednesday. This is a, a story from the hashtag, that hashtag show, which is saying that according to their sources, they've exclusively confirmed that there is a new deal between Marvel and Sony to share the rights to the character Norman Osborn. This is not something we've heard from anybody else. This is a very new thing. None of the quote-unquote mainstream trades have said anything about this. But not only are they willing to go on the record and say that, that this deal has been struck, but they're also saying that they have details regarding what the plan is for Marvel and the Norman Osborn character moving forward. I will say these details... I mean, they kind of lend themselves to kind of a spoiler warning. If you're just not, you don't want to hear anything about this, you want to have your head in the sand, maybe you do that. But I do think it's important to lay out these details because I think it's important for us to analyze whether or not this is makes sense in terms of how they want to do this. So the long rumor has been that William Defoe is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. And in fact, in this exclusive story by the hashtag show, they say that that was the plan for Marvel Studios to bring in William Defoe as the primary villain, Spider-Man No Way From Home. It doesn't say whether or not that actually was carried out or if that was a thing, but that was at least something they wanted to do. They're saying now, though, that regardless of whatever that plan was, there's now this plan here where because of this new deal they have with Sony, they can now actually introduce their own Norman Osborn into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I guess the way it would work would be if Peter had the tango with William Defoe's, and then we're talking about Peter, I mean Tom Holland's Peter, have to the, has a tango with William Defoe's Norman Osborn, let's say he's in Spider-Man No Way From Home. The plan would be for Peter then to say, well, if this guy is a nut job and now I know there's a multiverse, I got to find who the Norman Osborn is in my world and get ready. And what he will encounter will be a Norman Osborn that's much different from William Defoe. It'll be someone who um, has political operations, who uh, it, it does charity work, and is, is you know supports the Avengers. In some ways, I do feel like it definitely does mirror some of that character we saw in the Spider-Man video game, Spider-Man PS4, um, in that light. And the plan would be, for this to be a kind of a three, five year, three year to five year build with this Norman char character as we slowly start to see that he is indeed villainous. And the plan would be for Norman to be a major villain, not just for Spider-Man, but for uh, the Avengers. So this is a lot of details here for this article. It's one of those kind of articles that I don't know how much it matters to your credibility when it comes to things like this anymore. It seems like you just print anything these days. But this is kind of an article where it's like, man... Y'all put a lot out there. If this ain't true, <laughs> y'all got, got a lot of explaining to do because they got a lot of details about what the plan is. Um, I, I guess I'll offer this to Kendall first. Given this outline of what Marvel sees here and then and even the, the thought of them striking this deal with uh, Sony, what, is that, what, what, do you, what do you make of that? What do you make of their plan? Do you believe any of this? Um, it seems unlikely. Uh, wow. I'll be honest. Seems unlikely. You know, I mean, it just seems too specific. 
it seems way too specific. Again, like you said, if they get it right, they get it right. Um, and I'm not saying get it right like if Norman, like Willem Dafoe is in Green Goblin, or the Green Goblin Willem, Willem Dafoe is in No Way Home. I'm not considering that a win for for that hashtag show. I mean, I think that that's, um, you know, I could say that. You know, I could say I got stories. Yeah, no disrespect to them, but you know, it's not again if they have all the specific details correctly. Not all. I mean, I don't need. I don't need. But if they have like ninety percent, they have like yeah. There is. There's also going to be another Norman in the MCU. They claim it's going to be an actor. Well, they they claim that there is an actor that they have lined up that hasn't accepted yet. But they say they claim it's a very prominent New York actor that has ties to Marvel Studios. I don't know what that means. But um, if all that like if some of those come come into fruition, then I'll give them I'll give them credit. Um, Want to smoke with the hashtag girl? Hey, look, man, it's kind of what was it? Who was it? A giant freaking robot with you, where you were like, nah, I don't believe this. This is nonsense. <laughs> like, hey, look, I mean, I, I would love for it to be true. Um, I don't think it's impossible, but it's kind of it's very specific. Now, now again, now just in terms of playing ball and saying, look, just I'm gonna trust their sources. What do I think about this in general? I mean, I like the idea. I mean, I hope Willem Dafoe is in No Way Home. You know, that's something that people have theorized, people have speculated, people have put out there as a possibility. And I feel like that that's something that makes sense for Willem Dafoe, uh, given that he was just in Aquaman. So it's not like he's not, you know, it's not like he's not doing anything. They brought, they brought back Alfred Molina. You would imagine that Willem Dafoe was the first <laughs> the first phone call. Um, I'm surprised they've kept that secret now if he's not in it, but that could be part of the marketing as well. Um but even if you're bringing back Willem Dafoe, I mean, you can have him be Norman Osborn in, in the MCU, and that's fine. But there are also so many other actors that could probably play Norman Osborn. I mean, I have a few names that I think could be really, that, that could be interesting. Uh, Norman Osborn, um, you know, I think I think Matthew McConaughey, you know, would be, it would be a very interesting Norman Osborn. That would not be a prominent New York actor, though. Would not be a prominent New York actor. No, not at all. <laughs> Um, I don't know why the first name that came to mind when I thought prominent New York actor, uh, and this is somebody I don't think, I don't think would be, be a very good Norman Osborn, but it's not somebody that would be completely out of the, the realm of possibility is, uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, you know, no ties to the MCU, but he is a prominent New York based actor and, you know, similar age range. You know, I don't really I, see the, I mean, there. if he's really going to be just, the goblin I though, okay, I can't yeah, see him being, I can't see him being that physical, that physical kind of actor. Yeah, like it's not like the it's not like that. You know, we talked about Molino being Doc Ock. He's shot the <laughs> shot the arms on him, and he's good. Like I think I feel like there's a little more to it. I don't know if Paul was believable. That he's yeah. fighting Peter Parker. He's fighting Tom Holland. Although I mean, you know, Michael Keaton was Vulture. You know, so I mean, that's fair. You know, how old is Michael Keaton at the stage of his career? But that's very but yeah, fair. You know, I mean, at least he was Batman, so it's not, it's not like crazy, but. Uh, but yeah, you know that that's the guy that I, that comes to mind in terms of that actor. But th- story wise, I mean, it sounds like a great story, uh, which is why I don't buy. It. No, no offense to Marvel, but <laughs> you know, it seems too good to be true. Yeah, and I mean, Michael Keaton was was he had wings. You know, he wasn't yeah, like yeah. he wasn't you know jacked up on steroids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean Green like, Goblin, like I know he's on a glider a lot, but he also scrapped I... with Spider. He scratched with Spider Man though, like. 
Vulture, Vulture is always fine. He's throwing pumpkin bombs. I mean, he's not Hobgoblin. This is yeah, but Vulture, Vulture, you know, he don't scrap. Like, like Green yeah, Goblin yeah. scrap. You know, you won't even know who's in the suit. Yeah, okay. Sorry, come on now. Hey, man. He, he just takes off the helmet. You see Alec Baldwin, <laughs> you know, but, oh, but he puts the helmet on. Now, all of a sudden, he's, like, scrapping with Spider-Man. Like, I'm going to be looking at the screen like, what is this? <laughs> come on. So, yeah, I, I don't, they can't do that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not as skeptical. Uh, I know Kendall Kendall's putting out a lot of skepticism. And, and look, I understand, right? I mean, I don't, I think this is a possibility. I don't, I honestly don't see why not. You know, I see Norman Osborn. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be shocked, honestly, if Feige and company at Marvel did not, did not, were not doing anything. To try to get Norman Osborn, I would think that this is something that they that is, I don't know how much of a priority this is. I know they're working on this Spider-Man movie. There are going to be future Spider-Man movies. More, you know, uh, uh, more than likely there's going to be future Spider-Man movies. So, you know, why would they not want want to try to get Norman Osborn? They're mashing the universes in this next movie. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely think this is this is likely. Or well, I don't want to say like, but I absolutely think this is certainly possible. And if not all of this ends up being true, then there may have been changes along the way. I'm sure they're probably continually making changes. Um, and just in terms of the future stuff, if, in terms of the No Way Home stuff, that finished. They finished on that, so the post production and the movie will be what it is. But everything else in the future, I mean, you know, we'll see. So, um, so yeah, this is. I mean, I, I think this is very exciting. I don't, again, of course, we don't know that this is 100% true, but uh, but just hearing that they're 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 trying to do things with Norman Osborn and that a deal has apparently, supposedly, potentially been struck already for Norman Osborn. And it's Norman Osborn. Like, why would Sony, I mean, we of course, Sony wants to hoard everybody, but, I mean, Holland's in the MCU. We're getting... We're getting MCU people in in Sony movies. I mean, it's there's clearly a, a large blending of the universes here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why not. You know, with, with Norman Osborn, I mean, they can work together, have a, cut whatever deal they need to cut, and then make it happen. The report makes it seem that he would also be a. a in Avengers on as well, which uh, I think is a good idea. It's great. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's a fantastic I, idea. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're talking about like bringing in these characters from both Sony and with Fox, these characters you didn't have access to before, like Green Goblin or Norman Osborn was only in both that in, in both the Amazing Spider-Man and which I mean, the Amazing Spider-Man, Norman Osborn. We hopefully we don't get that whatever he was you know all sick and stuff that was not a good story in the second movie but um <laughs> like in both in both iterations of norman osborne like he couldn't it was he was just a spider-man though which is fine he's a great spider-man villain his best probably but um there's so much more you could do with him now within the mcu and it goes for dr doom like dr doom is a great fantastic four villain but you can do a lot more with dr doom now you can have him interact with the avengers um, you know, I think about where you're going to get with Magneto, and I'm like, Magneto is great as an X-Men villain, but 
it would also be crazy to see Magneto interacting with other Marvel characters that we haven't been able to ever see him interact with. Like that's what that's what made the beauty of Spider-Man being Civil War so unique. That now we're seeing Spider-Man interact with other superheroes. We've never seen that in a live action format before. So uh, I, I'm hoping that that's something that Marvel really, uh, really kind of you know takes initiative with in terms of you know not only the heroes like a Spider-Man or a Wolverine or um, you know the Fantastic Four, but also uh, their villains. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I mean, we talked a, a bunch about you know Secret Invasion, how things, are, you know, how they line line up with how Secret Invasion was done <clears throat> in the comics, and to me, I mean, in terms of when I was reading those comics, you can't, you almost can't do, you can do it, but to do it justice and do it be accurate to the comics, you can't do post. Secret Invasion, which was Dark Reign, without Norman Osborn. You can't. He's the central figure. Um, it was probably the first time I really feel like the Mar- Marvel did a great job of really putting Norman in that position to be, like, legit. As, like, no, he's not just a Spider-Man villain. He's, like, just a straight-up Marvel villain. Like, he, he, he's, he has that much power, that much influence. He's that cunning. He's that crazy. He's that maniacal. And they put him over in a major way. I mean, they were great comics. Uh, and he was a great figure to be central to. So when we think about what Marvel is doing, and we know, okay, Secret Invasion is a show, not a movie. So you think maybe it's not as big a deal. But if there is a major fallout from Secret Invasion, Norman Osborn being a central figure is super important to make that work. Now, that doesn't sound like anything we're seeing with uh, this, you know, this uh, you know, way they're doing the 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 Norman Osborn. It's, all those details are true that he's actually a really nice guy. He doesn't seem that bad, and it's kind of like a, you know, he kind of it's kind of a slow build into this turn into this massive villain. I don't know how that works per se. So maybe that's not what they're going for. But it is interesting that we're heading more and more deep into Secret Invasion stuff, and now you hear this Norman Osborn deal potentially being struck. Uh, in terms of whether or not I believe it, I kind of do. I mean, I, I at least believe that this deal was done. I mean, I think, you know, it is weird that it's Norman Osborn because, like, I have questions like, is Harry Osborn part of the deal? Like, what is, like, is the Osborn family? Like, what? how does this go? Because his son is super important just as well. Is it only just Norman? I mean, that they could do that, but it'd be a little weird. Um, so, like, I have those questions, but Marvel needs, I mean, they need Norman Osborn. Like, at least they definitely need him for a Spider-Man movie, but... In order, I think, to build him the way they want to build him, and the potential he has, his full potential, it, it would make more sense to be able to use him in a more massive way outside of just the, uh, you know, the just the, you know, Marvel Spider-Man movies. And if you really think about it, like he he in many ways could kind of become the new Loki, because Loki was a Thor villain, and then became an Avengers villain by the time he got to Avengers one. You know, our introduction to Norman Osborn in Spider-Man or whatever properties, he could eventually become go from a Spider-Man villain to becoming then a full Avengers villain. And there being that tie-in, because we've seen Norman for years, then him being in that Avengers movie and being a villain in that, you know, whether he's part of a team or whether it's himself or whatever his situation is, uh, he could play that role and that, that could help him. Um, I, I, I pretty much like what they're doing uh, in terms of the plan, in terms of how they want to go about it. 
it is a little slow building. Um, I kind of was hoping maybe there was a Norman who was already kind of in these streets in regards to being kind of nasty when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the crime and, and being, you know, just kind of a, a crazy person. But they want to make it a slower build. I'm cool with that, too. But I, I think it's exciting news that this is where, how they're going to go. I just, I just, I just wonder if there's any thought to, like, not even doing the goblin thing for Norman. Like, is there a thought to just saying, yo, just make him the Iron Patriot? And I know this is a little weird because we already had an Iron Patriot with, uh, with Rhodey, but like, especially with the Captain America running around now, we don't know how he's going to be accepted. I was wondering if like there's a chance that they'll they'll go, and of course you can mix goblin stuff in there. He doesn't have to be. He could be the goblin after he's the Iron Patriot. Who knows? But I, I, I do. I wonder when I see when I hear he wants to be an Avengers level villain, I, that goes beyond to me beyond Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's definitely. I mean, look when you're connecting with the Avengers, like you know, and it doesn't even have to be. You can you can be creative. You know, if you don't, if he's not the Iron Patriot, he'd be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Sure. Uh, I feel like that's a character, you know, he could just be Norman Osborn, honestly. You know, I know that that's not, that doesn't look well, it doesn't look good on toys, but <laughs> you have some sort of my, villain moniker, but. Um, I but mean, yeah. I love, one of my favorite iterations of Norman Osborn is how Spectacular Spider-Man did him, where the whole time you think he's a Green Goblin, and it actually is Harry the first time. Yeah, that was kind of bugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's definitely like, a, he's definitely an evil person there. Like he's working with like Hammerhead or not Hammerhead. Uh, well, it is Hammerhead, but working with Tombstone, and like you know, like he's not like a good guy, but he's not the Green Goblin. Yeah. Um. And we mentioned Harry Osborn. Like that's I could see a scenario where like Peter becomes friends with Harry Osborn in order to like keep an eye on Norman. You know, now that he knows about this other Norman Osborn, you know he. He finds out that he has a son that goes to the same school or something like that, but um, and he like never connected the dots or something like that. But that would be kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, this again, this is not impossible. You know, or parts of this are not are not impossible. But the odds of this all being true or a lot of it being true, um, it, it you know, I don't know. It's putting a lot of faith in Marvel. Um, you know, hopefully they're. You, you, you don't got that kind of faith in Marvel. Uh, not that, not that, yeah, look, I mean, after WandaVision, you know, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, not saying those weren't very good, but, you know, in terms of giving the people what they want, you know, in terms of these massive, massive, massive storylines, you know, they played it closer, they played it closer to the vest, played it a little safer. You yeah, know? We know we're getting Melina and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Well, and again, Willem Dafoe, again, Willem Dafoe shows up, that's very possible, that's not. Does not uh didn't take a, a you know a master scooper to, to to predict that one, but once you start telling me, all right, so we're gonna get another or Norman Osborn who's a politician who you know has a son or we didn't say anything about a son, but who Peter Parker is keeping an eye on, who's also gonna be an Avengers villain, like a lot of that is very specific. Um, you know, I mean they were the same ones, the same ones that had the Wolverine scoop that we talked about, uh, I believe last week. So, you know, I mean, look, this is uh this is true. If all of it's true, then look, the MCU is going to be super lit for the next 10 years, like the next five, 10 years. But um, I'll wait and see. All right. I hear you on that. We'll have to see how it all ends up playing out. But um, I do want to 
talk about Captain America 4. That was the announcement that we got from a lot of these trades coming out of the finale for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Pretty much as soon as that ended, it seemed like that same Friday or maybe later, maybe it was Saturday, I don't know. But the word got out already that they're already developing um, Captain America 4 starring Anthony Mackie as the new Captain America. Uh, Marcus Spellman is, 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 is attached to that project and he'll be writing that project. Um, so Mackie, for his credit, is saying that he wasn't told anything. Who's to say if that's true or not? You know, he said he learned it from a guy at like his grocery store or something who showed him the article and said, is this true? And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, uh, But nonetheless, this is apparently the route they're going. And given what we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, Sham, um, do you think that going with a movie for potentially the next thing we see Sam Wilson in, a Captain America movie being the right move for him? Um, I do. I think, uh, I mean, I think either having a movie or in streaming, I think either one would have been fine. Uh, we just got to see him as Cap. That To me, that's that's what's most important is is seeing him full-fledged Cap from start to finish for whatever the next project is that he's involved in, whether it's a Captain America movie or an Avengers movie or some kind of crossover with some other character. If he's featured in some other movie, the next time I see him, I want to see him suited up as Cap. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this movie. I think this is this is very exciting. Um, you know, we get we'll probably get to see some more uh, Cap villains. We may see more Zemo, uh, probably as well, because we didn't get that storyline wrapped up in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think he looked fantastic in in the in the suit. I want to see it in the daytime. You know, I don't want to see it in a dark, you know, kind of shadowy night, you know, red lights. Uh, I want to see it clear as day. Just Captain America or Sam Wilson, Captain America. So I, yeah, I, I'm on board. I, I think Sam has the, great, the right character, the Sam Wilson character that they've created. He has the right character. He has the right motivations. You know, and, you know, the, the, um, the, uh, yeah, geez, what's the guy's name? The the uh, U.S. agent, Walker. Oh, yeah, the Walker. Walker, the Walker character, the John Walker character, was the perfect kind of example of what you don't want in Captain America. So, so yeah, this is. I, I think this is the right time. I, I'm ready. I, I'm beyond ready to see Sam Wilson uh, as Captain America. So I think I think this is gonna be great. So. uh Kendall Sham says he's ready. What about you? Are you are you ready? Is the whole squad ready? <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is going to be uh, this is going to be exciting. You know, I mean, I think had if you would ask me before Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, how would you how excited would you be for a, a Anthony Mackie Captain America four movie? I would have said I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. I got to see Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, Mackie's been good, but, like, I haven't really seen him be the leading guy. You know, we're giving his own movie. Like, I don't know. But, um, but no, I mean, he was terrific in, in The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, he's, I mean, he, you, you could tell he's just a funny guy. Like, just a, like he was telling a story about how, like, uh, you know, he was watching the last episode with his sons and, and like, how his youngest sons who were, like, five were, like, hey, 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 dad, you, you kind of, that guy kind of looks like you. 
you know, you you can be Captain America one day. He's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like you know, I mean, he like so I. I'm 100%. I'm excited about Malcolm Spellman coming back because, I mean, I thought the writing, you know, and a lot of the humor, the anti-Dumaki humor in that was also really good. So I think yes. uh, we'll, we'll we'll get a lot of that with Malcolm Spellman back. Um, you know, Kari Skullsgard has talked about how she would be open to be coming back as director. Uh, we'll see whether or not that, that's the direction Marvel wants to go in. But, yeah, I mean... You know, in terms of stories, like I mean, I mentioned in our on our podcast, you know, a story with the Serpent Society. They, it's funny, Marvel had thrown that out there during uh, Comic Con like years ago when they announced Civil War. They had a they, <laughs> Captain America three. They announced it as Captain America and the Serpent Society, and people were like, "Ooh!" And then they changed it to <laughs> Civil War, and people lost their mind. <laughs> uh, you know, they, it, would, it would be funny if they decided to go back to that, but. Um, but, you know, I mean, do we get that? Do we get, I mean, the Masters of Evil probably seems a little bit much for Sam Wilson's Captain America, you know, but you do mention the Baron Zemo character. Um, other than that, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of hoping it's not anything too central or too related to the to the power broker Sharon Carter thing. Um, I know that, you know, that post credit scene, you know, I know, you know, EJ thinks it might be a, a secret invasion plot uh, connect. I'm kind of open it is, although I'm not super excited about that. Um, you know, I didn't really like the post credit scene that much, <laughs> anyway. Like regardless, but uh, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know where that's gonna, where that's gonna connect to. I'm kind of thinking it's probably gonna connect to Captain America four, but I'm kind of hoping it doesn't. So, um, yeah, you know, that that that's where I'm at with with, with Captain America four. It's a good idea. I I can't wait to see more Sam Wilson Sam more Sam Wilson as Bucky uh not Bucky Sam Wilson Sam Wilson's Captain America, uh and without Bucky you know somebody that you know I don't know where we're gonna see Sebastian stand next but it doesn't necessarily have to be in Captain America four, um they claim no Chris Evans is gonna be in this um and that's something that I think is a little bit surprising but uh will also be good to let Sam Wilson breathe not feel like this is like you know. Uh, still a kind of connection to yeah. Steve Rogers movies. Um, yeah. And then also, I you know, I'm thinking, I'm assuming we're going to get uh, more of Danny Ramirez as Torres, potentially more of Elijah Richardson as Eli yeah. Bradley. Marvel better not do what they did. Uh, and this I am going to attack Marvel out on. They better not do what they did uh, during Disney Investor Day when they decided to recast uh they decided to recast the Cassie Lane character, put Catherine Newton in, got rid of Emma Furman, and didn't even tell her. You know, I mean, that was... Yeah, that, that was, was corny. That was super corny. That was super trash. You know? I mean, I liked what I saw from Elijah Richardson as uh, as Patriot. Um, you know, it wasn't enough to where it's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lock that they're going to bring him back, but I think enough people were excited about his character. Hopefully they give uh, Eli Richardson his, ch- his chance to play the character. Yeah, shout out to Furman. That was super trash what happened to her and her not being able to not even be told. Yeah. She found out she found out with us. Oh yeah, by the way. Uh we're we're recasting your character. I mean that's tough, man. Yeah, that was super trash. I don't know what Marvel I don't know who at Marvel thought that would be a good idea. They're so I think they're so like hell bent on things not getting leaked that they were just like, whatever. 
who cares? And it's like, man, nah, I don't like that, man. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, you might you might be care about leaks, but there's also like decency and professionalism. And I'll be honest, I don't think Marvel showed much of either in that situation. Um, no, I'm I'm excited, man. I mean, they really. It's funny, like you know, when Mackie gets his shield at the end of Endgame, it's a great moment. It truly is. It's a great moment. It feels good. Um, you, you're kind of excited to see what the future is, but I just feel like now it almost feels like he almost like earned it, earned the shield even more now after watching what we saw Falcon and Winter Soldier. We saw him get the shield and make the decision that it wasn't for him and that maybe no one really should have it. And then we saw what the government did with it and we saw the consequences of that. And we saw this kind of nip and tug he had with his own self as a black man as whether or not he should take it after what happened with Isaiah Bradley. And not only did he take the shield, but he also comes full circle with, you know, then making sure that Isaiah is honored in the Cap Museum. Like, it's just... Now that he's not, it really feels like, okay, now you really are Captain America. Like, before he just gave him the shield. It's okay, well, yeah, he's great. We know he's a great hero. He's a great character person. Um, but now that seeing all he's been through and kind of the struggle it took to get him to be in that suit and carrying the shield, now it feels like, yeah, I'm ready for now a movie. Like, I, I don't know if you told me that, like, after Endgame, or when I was having Captain America 4, I don't know how I would have felt about it. I mean, I would have been, I would have watched it. It would have been cool. But, like, I do think that this extra legwork to get us here allowed us to explore Sam's character on a deeper level and explore the legacy of Captain America just as a whole on a much deeper level to where now him being Cap in another movie means way, just way more now than it did even after Endgame. And it meant a lot after Endgame. Because what Steve Rogers gave uh, to the world and, and to his to his team, uh, the Avengers, um, and, and what he gave up, like it, it meant a lot. Because it was a it was a really heartwarming moment. It was that movie was very emotional, but it somehow it actually means way more now because of what we've seen. And I, I think that now I'm happy they did it this way. I'm happy we got Falcon go through this journey to then say, you know, without Steve in the picture, him coming to his own decision to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this. Not Steve giving it to him, him taking it. And that's what I like about this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I also feel like really setting this character up with a really good villain is going to be important. Um, you know, I mean, look, I is, is, it, is it the Red Skull? I mean, if you want to do, if you really do want to, have a connection to the Captain oh. America lineage, and I mean, I don't know about the Red line. Skull. I mean, I mean, it, it made sense for Steve. Steve was from that era, right, know? right, right. Sam isn't from that era. I mean, the Red Skull, and it was always weird for me when the Red Skull. I'm just not a fan of the Red Skull being brought into modern. There's plenty of stories like that. And they, you know, yeah, but it, it, they're it, all kind of like just what. <laughs> so like, and he's just like just speaking to you know a very thick you know yeah, German, German accent. Yeah, yeah. And which is, of course, there's nothing wrong with German Germans and the German language. Right. It's kind of stereotypical. It's just stereotypical. It's a stereotype. It's supposed to be the Nazi yeah. stereotype, <laughs> evil Nazi stereotype, which, you know, I'm not going to get into the, any of the beliefs that we're on now. But it's just the evil Nazi stereotype. Right. You know? And it's just like, you know? It's in I mean, I guess they could, I mean, I, I guess they could make some kind of play on the politics going on now, some of the extremist stuff. Right, but right. I don't think, that, I, I don't think they're going to do anything. 
right. It would just be. It would just that. That'll be. Too, it's funny. That, that'll be too intense. So you mentioned just, the politics, and we're not gonna. I'm not gonna dive too deep into this. I just thought it was funny. Did you see that? Like, there's been some like there's been some talk from some of the people more right leaning that like, you know, the, that the the the, the I don't even know. The point of the Falcon Winter Soldier was like was supposed to be Sam Wilson taking down Antifa. That <laughs> that the Black Smasher. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it's like I'm not even gonna get into yeah, that. Even, it's yeah, just like so. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, people can only. Yeah, sometimes people people they can only view stuff through that lens, right? I'm like, <laughs> that's what you got from that. Whatever. I'm like, wow. All right, sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever makes you watch. You know, what, what happened to cancel on Disney Plus? What, what happened <laughs> to that? Never mind. But I do. I do feel like when it comes to villains, that they are in a weird position with, um, with you know. Captain America, because, you know, I, I mean, I literally just looked up just a list of the top 10 best Captain America villains of all time and, and on Games Radar. Shout out to Games Radar. And every one of these people have been shown, like, seven of the 10 that we've already seen. We've already seen uh, Batrock, we've seen Crossbones, we've seen uh, Armin Zola, we've seen Tony Stark, we've seen Hydra. We've seen Baron Zemo, and we've seen Red Skull. Only people on this list we haven't seen are AIM as a whole. Uh, well, we've seen not connected to Spider-Man. We're just not connected to Cap. What do you say? Well, we've seen AIM with uh, in Iron Man 3, which is not connected to Cap. Right, right, exactly. But yeah, you're right. They they were in... I guess the reason why... I, I They showed a picture of MODOK. That's what I'm saying. We, don't, we haven't seen MODOK or anything like that. But that's fair. Yeah. Um, but they said aim, so yeah, you're right about that. Uh, we haven't seen Serpent Society, which Kendall mentioned before, and we haven't seen uh, Secret Empire. Okay. So, I mean, there's there's options there, but I think that you know, I think the first seven have been taken. <laughs> I would argue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like if if people agree that that's the top ten, and more or less, I think that's probably accurate. I feel like the first seven you'd want to choose for movies and projects with Captain America all been done. So that kind of leaves them in a, in, a, in a shaky position. They could end up having to do something very creative to make this work. And they've already done the Flag Smasher. Some version of the Flag Smasher is also a cat villain. Um, you know, and they just did U.S. agent, obviously. But Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, look, I think... I. I, I don't know. I mean, I, look, I think Modoc would be great. Um, I don't know if Modoc fits. Are we supposed to be getting Modoc and like Ant Man or something like that? That's the that's the speculation. That's right. the hope. Um, we know we're. I mean, Ant Man. If, if Modoc's an Ant Man, plus we know we're getting Kang the Conqueror. Like that movie's gonna be nothing. That's, that's all I can say. That movie's yeah. gonna get bonkers. But, um, but regardless, like. You know, I mean, look, we're getting another Arnim Zola. We're getting like a fully fledged Arnim Zola. I know Shamari wasn't going to do it. You yeah, know, another yeah, another another Nazi Nazi scientist. You yeah. know, in a in a in a box. You know, in a robot. Some, I've been watching a lot of TV Ninja Turtles <laughs> lately, and I've seen a lot. Yeah, you know, Crane. Like, you know, a lot of Baxter Stockman. Oh, yeah, Baxter Stockman yeah. vibes. It's, I'm kind of done with Arnim Zola. <laughs> you know, I'm, no. I'm very yeah. You know, just not doing it for me. Yeah, we've we've heard. Uh, Plenty of the Armin's over at Sushari already. I know. We know <laughs> yeah. He's, he's done on that mark. One of the main, I mean, 
one of the main arcs for Sam Wilson's Captain America is him versus the Serpent Society. So, right. I mean, you know, that's that's going to be that that to me might be the leader in the in the clubhouse. If you're doing an odds maker situation, like that mm-hmm. that seems like favorite. Just given, like EJ mentioned, the process of elimination. Who haven't we seen? Baron Zemo, you, you, was he on that list? I mean, I was yes. Baron Zemo. Yes, like, Baron Zemo's on the list. Yeah, I mean, that... And look, there are plenty of Marvel villains that you can do, but like, you know, I mean... I mean, there are plenty of Captain America villains you can do. It's just, it comes to people that yeah, are... Yeah, like, and like, Cap's villains aren't as high profile. So no. like, you know, you could probably, you know, poach some more high profile villains from other characters, but you don't have the you don't have the legacy, you know, you don't have the connection to the comics. So that's what's going to be key. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what, the, what, what who the villain is going to be. I would assume it's going to be a separate society, but right. uh, it could be something completely unrelated. Yeah, and even someone like Taskmaster we know is in, uh, is already in, uh, Black Widow. what's his name? Black Widow. Baron, yeah. Baron Von Trucker. We've already seen him in Avengers. Like, it's, yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's not, a lot of great options, you know, and that, that they have to do. So, you know, at, and I'll be honest, I think Captain America kind of has a lame rogue gallery. I'm mean, keeping under. Like, I, I don't yeah. think that, you know, of all the villains, all the super top superheroes, think about their cast of villains, we never think of Captain America being near the top. And I think a lot of times, like, he, he kind of buries them. Like, I don't think that they're necessarily are written. They're not written to be equals to him in many ways. Like, I feel like only... Skull, Winter Soldier, and and uh, Zemo really, truly like match up. Everyone else, like he he buries them. They you know they gave him some trouble, but like I just don't think that they've ever been written on a consistent way to 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 equal him. So I think that that's a problem. Um, but nonetheless, man, still excited for Cat Four. Still excited to see the direction they go with the character. It should be a lot of fun. Let's wrap up the show with the last area today. And um, this one, as I said earlier, we had a, um, a a Bat-centric casting for Titan Season 3. As it turns out, we will have the first appearance of Jonathan Crane himself, Scarecrow, who played by Vincent uh, Carthizer. I want to make sure I pronounce his name right, if I didn't, apologies, uh, from Mad Men. So, Scarecrow, Titan Season 3. We know, as I said at the top of the show, Titan's... Tends to be one of the more aggressive uh, and ambitious shows when it comes to trying to put to the biggest name characters in their series and do them pseudo justice, considering you know uh, some of the shows have not done that. <laughs> uh, Sham, what do you make of uh, uh, this casting and this uh, uh, feature of Jonathan Crane appearing in Titan season three, which will debut on HBO Max? Um, I mean, I'm cool with it. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm a fan of of the Scarecrow character, even though I know he's done he's he's been done several times now, um, since Batman Begins. But, uh, but I've always kind of been a fan of the of the Jonathan Crane character. Um, and uh, what's the name of the of the gentleman who's playing him in Titan? Vincent Carthizer. He was in. He was in. Uh, he was in. Spell that way, sorry. Carthizer. Sheesh. Yeah, I, I saw K- a picture of the guy. K A R T H E I S E R. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I found him. 
Yeah, because I know because I've I've watched I've watched a good amount of Mad Men. Yeah, very, very underrated show. Um, yeah, I know. Obviously, it's great. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it, but I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, definitely recommend that. Um, and he's very good in the show. He, he's very good in the show. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I I think this is a good casting. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think of of the three of us, I probably like Titans the most. It seems. So I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah, so I'm sure I will. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It seems like they're giving us so much in this season, um, which I appreciate. Yeah, they, treat, they, treat, they treat every season like it's the last one, which I think is the right approach. So, so yeah, it's just like that's just, a good way of thinking about it. Yeah, just throw everybody. Gotham, Gotham had a similar. Gotham, had, Gotham did the same thing, and they, and they, they got, got five seasons, and it got crazier and crazier <laughs> yeah, because of that. And, and eventually, it got a little off the rails with all the Jeremiah. And, yeah. Jeremiah Valeska and Jerome it, it, it got kind of kind of crazy, a little off the rails. But but Titans, I mean, I I mean, I so far, I've, for the most part, I've liked what I've seen. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, Crane. I I mean, I don't. I, I Crane is more of a one episode, one to I say one to four episodes at tops of a villain. I hope he's not some kind of final villain. That I don't think that would work. Yeah, no, no way. Well, we know we're getting Black Star. Or Blackfire. Yeah, we know we're getting Blackfire. Dragon Ball. The Black Star Dragon Ball. Yeah, but like, nah, but I, I think, um, yeah, I think he works, but I think he works best as like, a, honestly, a single episode villain. Maybe two episodes tops. Four if you're really trying to stretch it out, but like, he's not a fighter fighter. So, I want to, I want to see the kind of action that I know this show can deliver. But I'm looking forward to seeing him in the show, nonetheless. I think it's cool. Yeah. In fact, you know, I, I kind of expect because we know that the Red Hood will be heavily prominent in this season as well. I, I almost feel like he might be a character that's kind of connected to him in some way. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe he's working with Red Hood. Maybe Red Hood is putting him down. Uh, one of those things I feel like could be the reason why we're seeing Crane. Because, like, by bringing in the Red Hood, you're going to have to start bringing in some of these Batman villains to kind of make his quest to you know stop crime in his own way makes sense and i think if you want to start with scarecrow that's that makes sense that 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 would be someone that would be good to start with it's funny because like i feel like we're having a little bit of a we haven't seen the show yet so i don't want to like jump the gun but i wonder if the season's having a little bit of an identity crisis already um you know is this going to be a gotham night show I know we're getting Tim Drake. I know we're getting Red Hood. Uh, we know we already got... We're getting Barbara Gordon. We already got Nightwing. We got Batman. We, I mean, apparently we, we have a Batman. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we have a Bruce Wayne running around. Um, how much of this is going to take place in Gotham? Like, are these, are these characters all in one episode or in a couple episode arc? Um, because I thought that this was also going to be a, a Tamaranian-focused season with, with Blackfire showing up and that. We're going to get more on the Starfire character. The one thing I will say, Kendall, is I feel like this show has proven that they are very willing to split up the team and have them go through their own things. Yes. So while I agree with you, I would have thought the same thing. I also feel like, well, if a show that's called Titans, it's kind of been, I think, maybe one of the criticisms, most biggest criticism they had. Titans aren't together all that often. And I wonder if this is kind of another example of that. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a very good point. Um, I mean, uh, we know 
Superboy still around. Yeah, he got to deal with his whole, his whole Cadmus thing. Superboy, Cadmus, and Beast Boy got all jacked up. I hope they do more with Beast Boy uh, this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, they haven't really given him any great lines yet. Yeah, yeah, not yet. So I hope we get some more of him, and not just him in the hotel, like him actually yeah. doing stuff. I mean, it like they really like botched the whole Doom Patrol aspect of it. They did. Like that could yeah, have been so one. good. Like imagine if you really actually connected him to the actual Doom Patrol that we watch on TV. Um, and yeah, I don't know yeah. what I don't know what their plan was for that. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, they were. That was a mess. Yeah. A complete mess. Jeff Johns, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Seriously. He was just like, this is going to be a great show. We'll just have a backdoor pilot. I'm like, but is it going to connect at all? And we found out it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it does. So, And now and, it, and, then, and then like, and then the Niles Calder is like totally different. Yeah, he's totally different. Yeah, he's just a nut job. A and I'm like, he's kind of a nut job in the other one. So, it, But then like, we didn't realize he's a nut job until like season two. Exactly. And it's like, all right. Yeah, so I don't know. Um... Yeah, I mean, look, my only gripe, I mean, I mean, there's plenty. So I just gave a gripe. But like <laughs> one of my one of my main gripes for this, with this show and it continues with this is it feels more like Young Justice than it does Teen Titans with like how they're trying so hard to connect all of these villains from like these these superheroes or all these villains from like that aren't your typical Teen Titans villain. I'm glad we got Deathstroke. That was great. Um, but we need more of that. Like it, it, I was hoping that this show would connect more to the cartoon. Like, you, I feel like you could have had episodes where you had Control Freak or like Mad Mod. And I know some of these villains. We, we didn't have Doctor. We didn't have Doctor Light. Did we have Doctor Light? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I believe you, but I'm just like I forgot about this. <laughs> like, yeah, he was I barely like... remember what he he looked like. I know there was a female version in the Flash, right? Or was that this one? Didn't didn't like Doctor Light was like working with Deathstroke. Yeah, like yeah, early yeah. in the season, he had sure. pretty terrible oh, costume. He had terrible costume. Yeah, yeah, he had a bad costume. Yeah, I'm like, that's Doctor Light. He looks like you know a Spartan or something. <laughs> yeah, no, a Spartan mixed with Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> but we did, yeah, but we did get Doctor Light. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Doctor Light. That's a good one, and, and I think Doctor Light's an underrated Teen Titans cartoon villain. But definitely, um, yeah, I just wish we had. Uh, I don't know. I wish we had. I wish we had a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, this yeah. show doesn't do the freak of the week thing. So like, yeah. you kind of have to do the freak of the week thing if you're gonna give a whole bunch of those villains. But I just feel like we've had all these villains in the show that like don't have really any connection or or a more looser connection. Like Scarecrow. Why are you giving me Scarecrow? And you're only giving me Scarecrow because like it's gonna connect to Batman. Or and I'm like, I this is a Teen Titans show, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I feel like Sham Titans like is is like doing what like sometimes I feel like they just put this stuff in to do things that the other shows can't. It's just like you know, like you just can't. You're not gonna have. I mean, maybe we will, but we're certainly gonna have Scarecrow in you know early Batwoman seasons or uh, in you know Gotham in a major way in early seasons. Like you know, this is the one show where you could have Scarecrow in his prime, just like whatever. And like it seems like. Warner Media and DC is okay with it, so it seems like they kind of just go with it, regardless of what other, regardless of the fact that other shows seem to be limited in terms of who they could use. It's weird because, as Kendall says, there are actual Titans villains that you can actually 
use, you know, the Mad Mod or something like that. Like, like they, they won't go those routes. They've gone more for the bigger names. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Blood. I mean, there's no Cyborg, but, like, you don't need the Cyborg to be Brother Blood. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, that's one, honestly, that I, personally I enjoy about Titans. They just go for it. Right. Um, you know, they don't, they don't, uh, they're not very meticulous about it. They're just like, no, let's just do it. Let's just create. And they try to make fairly comic accurate costumes. Um, at least for the heroes, the villains. We said, we just saw Dr. Light. So Dr. Light, <laughs> they botched that one pretty bad. But, but a lot of the other costumes, uh, you know, seem to seem to be working. So, um, you know, I know there was a the whole Starfire controversy at first, but you know, her costume right. seems to be coming around. So I'm so I'm I'm enthusiastic, and I, I you know I know they're they're doing they seem to be doing a lot, particularly with the uh, villains and uh, you know the members that are in that are currently in the show. I have to see how it goes. So, uh, but but either way, I'm looking forward to it so far. I have to see how it's executed. And I'm sure it won't be perfect. I'm, I'm sure it won't be flawless, but. Um, uh, but either way, I, I'm sure we'll at least get a decent acting performance. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that, that's uh, just a good place to leave it right there. So I want to thank everybody for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on social media, New Generation Media, uh, on Facebook, New Generation Pod, on um, Instagram, uh, excuse me, on Twitter, and New Generation Podcast on Instagram. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, as well, to catch all of our video content on there. As far as the other social media accounts, you can find us individually. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Kendall can be found on uh, Twitter, at New Gen Ken. Shamari can be found on uh, Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. I want to thank you guys again so much for joining us. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.